Happy National Beer Day. It's cracking one open. Actually, happy National Drink Beer Day. Happy National Beer Day is sometime in April. I had to look that up. <laughs> happy National Drink Beer Day then. Uh, when we're recording this, not when you're listening to this. True, yes. Uh, but go ahead and pretend it's National Drink Beer Day anyway. And crack one, one open. open. Because this is cracking one open with Mike. And Elise. So today... We're doing something a little different. We're going to crack one open, drink some beer and tell you about it. Oh, wait. Wait. Shit. No. <laughs> That's what we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we love fun, it. And if you're listening to this, you at least kind of like it enough to put it in the background while you're doing the dishes. I hope. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without further ado, our beer fresser. Yes. TM, 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 <laughs> is uh, going to tell us uh, all about uh, what we're drinking today and uh, what's in it and uh, why I should like it. Go for it. Ah, all right. So this week we are cracking open kicking knowledge from Barrier Brewing Co., which is located along the south shore of Long Island in Oceanside, New York. Ooh. Our old stomping grounds. That's where we went to school. Or close by it. Uh, yeah. Oceanside isn't that far. So Barrier Brewing was established in 2009 with their first batches of beer rolling out to the public in mid-2010. And their first year of production yielded more than 700 BBLs of beer with a one-barrel system. BBLs! BBLs! Pumping up beer like mad! Just as a refresher, because I had to look this up again just to kind of like envision the, the scale of production there. A BBL is a barrel. A U.S. barrel is about 31 gallons or 248 pints of beer. And another way to look at it is that half of one barrel is about the size of a standard keg or 124 points. Wait, so did we do the math on this? Did you figure out how many beers? All right, so each barrel is how many beers? 248 pints of beer. But they did it 700 times. Yes. They made 173,600 pints of beer their first year. That's a lot of beer. Um, so in 2012, the brewery relocated to a larger space and was able to upgrade to a five barrel system and 1500 BBLs of initial capacity. But the location was severely damaged by Hurricane Sandy. Um, and after several months of rebuilding, along with support from other local breweries, Barrier was able to reopen in February of 2013. Nice. Yeah. And then they upgraded again in 2017 to a system capable of producing 15,000 BBLs per year. Damn! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So as of right now, Barrier is distributed in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and South Carolina. I don't know how long their beer has been available in Connecticut, um, but I don't recall having it before. I don't know about you. No, I was going to say, I'm surprised that with their amount of volume and how big they seem to be in Long Island, which is super duper close by. Yeah. uh, That No, I don't think I've ever had anything by them or heard of them. I feel like I would recognize they have such a cool logo that I feel like I would I would have recognized it if I saw it on a can or like on a tap handle or anything before this. Yeah. So I'm excited to try them. So Kickin' Knowledge is a milkshake IPA with strawberry, vanilla, and coconut, and it's hopped with mosaic, motuika, and citra. And Kick and Knowledge is actually a series of beer for Barrier now, but this variation, the strawberry flavor, 
is the original version that they released in early 2019 as part of a collaboration with Burgerology. Burgerology! <laughs> um, and since then, they have released quite a few different flavor variations, including mango, pineapple, creamsicle, pink guava, peach, passion fruit, key lime, and pumpkin. And then obviously they just they just re-released the original, which is strawberry. Those all sound good, except, strangely enough. Key lime? No, the pumpkin. Oh. <laughs> I just don't know how pumpkin would be in like a creamy kind of, I guess it'd be more pumpkin pie than anything. I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh, in, a, in a creamy beer kind of, quote unquote creamy beer. I assume the milkshake is creamy. You'll let me know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but get yeah. to it. <laughs> but key lime, key lime don't. Key lime sounds good. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't realize that there had been so many iterations of this beer when I bought it. Honestly, I I just thought the can looked really cool. We got lucky that it's the original. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I got really excited reading about all these different versions um, that have come out. I mean, the original came out early last year. So that's how many, that's the demand that they've released so many different versions of it since then. So that's cool. Um, and it seems like they all use the same kind of base with the the vanilla and the coconut flavors and then hopped with the same hops and then pumped up with lactose to give that milkshake consistency. And then the final flavor is added at the end. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so like I mentioned, this was originally a collaboration with Burgerology, which has a f actually a few different locations spread out along Long Island. The, the um, name Burgerology does sound familiar. Yeah, I'd say the closest thing that we have to it around here would be like Flipside. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem quite up to par with like Plan B or Prime 16 in terms of having non-burger and non-sandwich entrees, but it's definitely above something like Shake Shack or what was the the name of the restaurant on the post road that closed before I even got a chance to try Smash it? Burger. Yeah. Yeah. So the menu looks pretty good. I would, if we're ever back on Long Island for a day trip, I'd totally be down to hit it up for lunch and then, you know, Aztec Emperor for dinner. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> Let's get back to kicking knowledge. Kick it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Right. So it clocks in at 7% ABV and we've got Mosaic, Citra and Motueka hops to talk about. It's been a while since we've covered a beer that I could really get into the hops with. So I don't feel bad about talking about Mosaic again. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while. It has. Which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like on purpose. It was just it happened to be the the way the episodes fell. Like we just kept picking beers that weren't. We went farmhouse in fall for the last few beers. So, yeah, we're kind of fading out of the everything's got to be an IPA kind of time of year. Yeah. Summertime is just IPA. Yeah. Or as we saw this summer, the like Pilsner lager kind of resurgence as well. Yep. And the cervezas were going cervezas, up. Cervezas, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So Mosaic Hops were released in 2012 and feature complex but clean flavor characteristics. And they are known for their triple use profile encompassing bittering flavor and aroma. Ooh. Mosaic hops have high alpha acid levels, but low cohumulone. I love it. Say it again. <laughs> uh, which makes them pleasantly hoppy with flavors of mango, pine, citrus and herbs, and aromas of tropical and stone fruits. 
Mosaic Hops are the daughter of Simcoe and Nugget Hops and have earned themselves the nickname Citra on Steroids. And just as a side note, for any brewers out there who might know the answer to this question, please shoot me an email. If you're using Mosaic Hops, which are quote unquote Citra on Steroids, then what's the point of also using Citra? Because Citra is so high in those acid levels that if you overuse it, it's going to be super like unpleasantly bitter. And like, how do they not clash or do they complement each other? I just, I don't understand. I would think that if you use mosaic, you get it up to a certain point Mm -hmm. and then you don't want to use more mosaic because you've already used enough and anything more will go too crazy. So you use citra because it's like halving the recipe Mm -hmm. just to get it up bump above what you needed not all the way you just, yeah, i needed to get a little bit more but if i use mosaic it's, it's gonna like go a, way it's more. like a half step yeah all right all right yep 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 interesting theory right here's what i want to know yeah what's a nugget hop and why haven't we drank anything with nugget hops yet mm-hmm. i've never even heard of nugget hops i mean oh, i've heard of I've, nugget hops yeah. but i always thought that that was a type of hop that you threw in your thing like they've smashed it into a nugget like a brick like i didn't know it was a type of hop Oh, <laughs> that's cute. I'm yeah, learning, beer fresher. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Citra, a.k.a. 114, a.k.a. HBC 394. I love it when they're called code names. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, its lineage includes Tetnanger, Hallertau Middlefra, Brewer's Gold. You and said that wrong. Hallertau Middlefra. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Brewers Gold and East Kent Goldings. So I think that's a l- interesting that there's a lot of traditional noble hops that you would normally associate like a a clean, crisp Pilsner flavor mm-hmm. somehow contributed to a hop that's literally known for its like citrusy punch in IPAs. Um, but that's again, I assume because of its high myrcene content, giving it an extraordinary flow. F- flavor profile of grapefruit, lime, and tropical fruits. Lime. Lime. You put the lime in the coconut. She put the lime in the coconut. She called the doctor, woke him up and said, doctor. You didn't say papaya though, which I'm okay with. Or mango. Or apricot. Or apricot. Although technically those are, that would be a stone fruit, right? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. So that's <laughs> okay. Like you said, it's been a while. Yeah. Last but not least, we've got Matueka, um, which I've touched on, I think, once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hop out of New Zealand, and it is considered their version of a noble hop. It's a cross between Saz and two other New Zealand varieties, making this hop a triploid or seedless hop. While New Zealand was experimenting with breeding this hop, a Belgian brewery started using it and called it Belgian Saz or B Saz. But to avoid confusion, now it's just called Motuika. And it's New Zealand's second most popular hop behind Nelson Sauvin, which I think we've also talked about once before. I don't recall. uh, It's called Nelson Sauvin because it's similar to Sauvignon Blanc Uh, grape flavor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So on the nose, Motuika has a bright, lively citrus quality of lemon and lime, along with some tropical, floral, and stone fruit. But the tropical fruit comes through more prominently in its flavor, uh, along with the floral and spicy or herbal notes like rosemary and basil. Ooh. 
which is interesting to think of, like to think about that that how how that comes through. But at the same time, when you're talking about a milkshake IPA, I was like, oh, <laughs> nee. yeah. But also remember at that ice cream shop that one time I had basil ice cream, basil and yeah, that clementine or whatever tangerine. Yes, and it was banging. Yeah. Shout out to Walnut Beach Creamery. Hells you. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even go back there this well, not that we really had a choice to go back there this summer, but anyway. <laughs> uh Motueka is also used in a broad variety of beer styles, everything from European ales and English ales to dark lagers, Maibox, um, Belgian ales, Pilsners, and IPAs. So I thought this would also be a good opportunity to to talk about what makes a beer a milkshake IPA. Um, since I don't think that we've actually covered one on the podcast yet. I believe you're right. Yeah. So milkshake IPAs are similar, but apparently somehow still different than smoothie IPAs. But they both fall under the umbrella of the New England style IPA. So milkshake and smoothie IPAs use a lot of fruit additions, unfermentable sugars, a.k.a. lactose and adjuncts like vanilla to create a creamy, full-bodied texture that's supposed to be similar to what you slurp at a malt shop. <laughs> and the main ingredient that sets milkshake IPAs apart from other juicy and hazy IPAs is that lactose. Beyond that, fruit and spice additions further that differentiation between a New England IPA and a milkshake or smoothie IPA. And the difference between milkshake and smoothie? I honestly couldn't find that. The amount of fruit, perhaps? Possibly. Or the, like, how how much texture you get in it. Maybe the smoothie ones are... Thicker? Yeah. In mouthfeel? Maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Or fruitier instead of sweeter. I don't know. Less vanilla? Yeah. So a lot of breweries will also add oats and pectin to really round out the body of the beer. Maybe Maybe that's also a differentiation. And the style in general will always have an above average haze that gives an impression of viscosity. Right. Which doesn't sound very pleasant, but there we go. <laughs> but it's all in your mind. Yeah. And from what I can tell, the origin of the milkshake IPA can be traced back to Omnipolo, a Swedish brewery, and Tired Hands in Philadelphia as far back as 2015, when the two collaborated on an IPA brewed with oats, wheat, and lactose sugar. It was fermented on strawberries and vanilla beans, hopped up with mosaic and citra, and then named simply Milkshake. <laughs> and not long after, similar styles started popping up all across the country. And that information comes from Vine Pear and Hop Culture, two excellent resources. Ooh. So, yeah, I think we're ready to uh, crack these babies open. What do you say? I'm still taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. Can you go back to the last slide? Yeah. Can you can you put them back up? <laughs> Just hold them there. Can you email us the presentation? Ugh. Keep up. Let's do it. Nice. Ow. Aw. Maybe you shouldn't cut your nails on recording day. Maybe. <laughs> Since I cut them to the quick. <laughs> yeah. Just pouring it out, though, I get that vanilla and coconut and strawberry. Like, Oh, I, I smelled that strawberry. It's also not... Oh, maybe in the glass it's pretty hazy. I was going to say, when I was pouring it out, it wasn't as hazy it's as I thought it was It's pretty hazy. It is. Oh, yeah. Hazy. I can see that. I can see the thickness of it, like right below the head. You see that? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can you oh, can smell this, this one. This smells like a dessert. You smell the strawberry, but you can also smell that vanilla mm-hmm. and that, that coconut a little bit in there. Yep. Oh, that's fruity. Yeah. Oh, this is like the fruitiest IPA I've ever had. Other than the one time I had an IPA, the sour IPA. Oh, that is good. It's super sweet. It's really sweet. Not like syrupy sweet, but... Like you're not expecting it sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet for an IPA, or at least especially a hazy IPA, but that strawberry flavor is so present more than I think any other beer I've had other than that beat of strawberry. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Aw. Oh man, that strawberry flavor is coming in strong though, and I love strawberry. Yeah, I'm all for this. I really want to try the other iterations if I ever see them in the store now. Oh, it's so weird. Like I couldn't drink a ton of these. No, but this is delicious. But having just like one... This is a really good this dessert like, beer. This is like after dinner. This this is a milkshake. This oh, is for a sure. dessert. This yeah. is your beer milkshake for sure. This is like you go to Barrier Brewing and like you have, I'm assuming, again, I've never been there, mm-hmm. but you have your beers. This is your last beer you have before you leave for the, the night. This yeah. is your final like treat. I beer. will say I was looking at the the rest of what they have on tap and it sounds awesome. They do a lot of different varieties. It's really, this is really, really good. Yeah. In a really interesting way. And I really can't compare this to anything else we've had. I can, I can, the only thing I compare this to is the Tribus beers where we've had the cryo hop, which bring up that super vanilla flavor. Yeah. Like, what was it? The, um, cryo cream and adult content both had cryo hops. Oh, there wasn't one just called cryo. I thought that was one just called cryo. No, it was cream. Okay, cream. But the C in cream stood for cryo, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was an abbreviation. Yeah, so yeah. those ones, they used the first anniversary ale had that too. So Travis oh, okay. does a lot of, which is nearby in Southern Connecticut. We talk about them all the time, yeah. obviously. We've done episodes about them. They do a lot of hazier, thicker boy beers mm-hmm. that really have that vanilla undertone. But this is so different. Like, it's the closest I can compare it. Yeah. But A, this isn't as heavy as those. And we know that this doesn't use cryo hops to so, get that vanilla. It so uses actual it, vanilla yeah. to get that vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the cryo hop just kind of automatically has that vanilla mm-hmm. And although those are heavy, hazy beers as well, this these isn't heavy. Aren't it's heavier than your average beer? But yes, it's nowhere near as heavy as a hazy beer, which is interesting. Yeah, while still creating that ice cream like texture and taste. It tastes like you're, and it's not really my favorite ice cream, but it tastes like you're eating a Neapolitan. Yeah. Yep. You get that vanilla and you get that strawberry. Mm-hmm. Or one of those strawberry milkshakes where they base it with vanilla ice cream and then the strawberry ice cream on top as well. Yeah. That's what this tastes like. And that coconut just kind of rounds out the flavor. Yeah. Although it's the present coconut on the isn't head strong. Smell. I, I love coconut so I can detect it, but it's not overwhelming in any way. I like coconut as well, but I... Can't tell you I taste any. Well, I smelled it on the foam yeah. on the head. Like you said, it just adds to the sweetness. Yeah. I mean, it adds to the sweetness, but I also think it mellows out the other two flavors a little bit. Yeah. Cause I feel like if they only used vanilla f- to sweeten it, it would be artificial tasting almost. Like it wouldn't actually taste like real vanilla. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Cause vanilla beans are very strong. Yes. And the lactose in this really sweetens it up. Mm hmm. Like I am, I am surprised. That's why I said like, it almost is like, it, it's like that IPA sour that I had. Cause mm-hmm. it almost like that sweetness almost hits you like a sweet sour, like a fruited almost. sour beer. 
Yeah. And it doesn't have that sourness, but that burst of sweetness, mm-hmm. it's just like pow. Right in the kisser. But I like how the aftertaste, <laughs> it's like I just had a glass of strawberry milk, which is it interesting. It kind of is. Because all week long. You've been craving strawberry I've milk. I've been wanting some strawberry milk and I just we, keep. We got the syrup in I the fridge. I know we've got the syrup. I just keep forgetting to have a glass of strawberry <laughs> milk. But this is, this is really interesting. This is really good. Yeah. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this. Cause it's like milkshake. I don't know. Cause there's <laughs> the, um, the milk stouts, which I've said yeah. before on the cast. I want to retry cause I know those are kind of becoming popular. Mm-hmm. So it's like milkshake IPA. I like hazy beer. So maybe I like it, but also I was thinking maybe I wouldn't. Yeah. And I was a little nervous with the strawberry that it would be something really bizarre. But this is really, really good. Again, I I couldn't have two of these in a row, but it's really, really good. No. It's just, you get that vanilla strawberry burst. Yeah. A slight hint of bitterness because it's an IPA. Yeah. And there are those hops in there, but it's not, it doesn't really evolve in your mouth. You don't get like the sweetness and then the like an unpleasant hoppiness to follow. No, the bitterness and the sweet are at the same time. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Stopping it from becoming too bitter and, and the, too sweet. Yeah. <laughs> the carbonation is like perfect. It's not. Oh yeah. It's, it's there, but it's not overpowering. You don't want that in a hazy beer. Yeah. A or hazy especially beer. in a milkshake beer where you wouldn't expect carbonation in a milkshake to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a nice, perfect amount of carbonation. Mm -hmm. The way you balance your beer makes me really nervous. And I know you pride yourself on that, but. (laughs) (laughs) I saw your head go. Your eyes bugged out of your head. Can you blame me? (laughs) We'd have to buy a new couch if you spilled that much beer on this couch. Uh, (laughs) Oops. Oopsie. (laughs) Guess we're going to have to. Uh, this is, it's really good beer. I can't believe you haven't drank as much as me. I am destroying this beer right now. You are. And it definitely does not take taste like 7%. Oh yeah, I forgot it's 7%. <laughs> I mean, you could probably make this eight eight 8.5 before I would start to taste the alcohol on this. Yeah. But if it got up to that point, I feel like that would also mean that they had to use more hops and it would affect the flavor. Oh yeah, I'm not saying making it. Don't con I mean not that I don't condone it, but mm-hmm. I don't ever like be like you should make this, this style more alcoholic. I whatever percent it is to make it the way it is and it's good, leave it like that. Yeah. I'm in it for the I'm in it for the yums, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I don't I mean I think I've gushed over this beer enough. This is really good. Although yeah. I mean that we've had a lot of good beers this year. We have. And I think we I think we've done better than last year. Yeah. yeah. But this beer, I think, is so surprising that I just, I'm just going to go on and on about how much I like the strawberryness, the vanilla, the texture, the flavor. So yeah, instead of gushing over the taste, how would you like to gush over how freaking cool this can is? This can is all right. <laughs> just kidding. Don't, <sighs> don't kill me. <laughs> so this can's pretty cool. The entire, it's a, it's a tall boy, normal wraparound label, like, mm-hmm. um, the same candy machine everybody has that has the labels on it mm-hmm. so it doesn't it's not pressed onto the can i guess you would say yeah the entire background of the label is a chalkboard mm-hmm. with chalk outlines of graphs and burgers and milkshakes uh p equals mv burger equals milkshake apparently <laughs> uh, and a whole bunch of other like definitely some biology bacteria 
enzyme math, some geometry, <laughs> a couple of hops on there drawn in. I will say, having looked up burgerology and the menu for burgerology, because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like the the whole chalkboard is reminiscent of their decor in ah. the restaurant. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Then they've got a strawberry written in pink chalk, which mm-hmm. is cool. And then the chalk is is like washed out all over the place. Like someone was rubbing their hand or sleeve against it to erase stuff. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. Like a mad scientist that's just like hellbent on figuring out the equation. No, 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 no. I must make the perfect magic yeah. beer. Then on the bottom left hand corner, you got some dude drinking a milkshake with a French fry in it. Or it's got two straws. I can't tell. And he's got strawberries fries, a backwards baseball cap and a beer. I was hoping you would notice that, yeah. Uh, he's real cool. He's kind of graffiti art looking kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. And he's got a chalk thing in his hand and he's pointing to the title, which says in the middle, kicking knowledge, all done up in chalk outlines and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then the description of the beer is actually kind of wa- rubbed out too, as if they've gone over it a bunch of times. And it says milkshake, India pale ale with strawberry, vanilla, coconut, hops with mosaic, matueka, and citra. But yeah, it's like they had scribbled out strawberry, rewrote strawberry, like there was something else there. Mm-hmm. Something something ale had been written out. It's pretty interesting. The bottom band says strawberry, and it's almost like you get one of those wrapping papers that like with the scotch tape that's got like theme scotch tape. Oh, right, right, right. That's what yeah. the strawberry looks like across the band. Like it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just got a bajillion strawberries in the background <laughs> of the band going around. It says strawberry, probably because now they got all those other flavors. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if the pink chalk that's somewhere on this, if that goes away, depending on like the other uh, flavors. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure every can is a little bit different to incorporate the the different flavor that it is. Then it says on the right, it says originally brewed for our friends at Burgerology. And Burgerology has like this atomic symbol kind of a logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, very, it's just small on the bottom right. So I will say, though. While looking on the Burgerology website, they didn't have a tap list. So I wonder if they carry every version of this beer because the strawberry was a a collaboration Mm -hmm. or if Barrier considers all the other flavors just like their own thing. I don't know. We'd have to get the other flavors and check out the cans. We'll just have to go to Burgerology and see if they have it on tap. (laughs) Why don't we just go to Barrier Brewing? That too. <laughs> Day trip done. Then on the top of the can, you've got the Barrier Brewing logo, which is pretty cool. It's a yellow logo, which really pops on the chalkboard yeah. background. And it's kind of kind of hippie, kind of trippy dippy kind of a logo. But the, like the B is like very like serpentine. It's something you would see in like a rock and roll van in the 60s. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of blows up depending on when the circle goes up. The letters get bigger. And then when the circle goes on down, mm-hmm. the letters get smaller. Barrier Brewing established 2009. The B is like super artsy fartsy, all winding and stuff. Like something you see on like a wrought iron fence. Yeah. Like that's entering what I'm talking for about. An, a family home. Oh, you're talking about the, I thought you meant like the whole logo in general. Oh, no. Just, just the, the B. Just that B. Yeah. That B is very ornate, mm-hmm. yeah, which is pretty cool. It is a pretty cool can. I think the cartooniness of it and mm-hmm. the chalkboard looking thing really like grabs your attention and you see strawberry and i think that's another thing where you're just like on up here strawberry yeah you're either into it or you're not but you should definitely give this beer a chance because yeah i would probably be 
on the fence about getting something like this because of the word strawberry on it. And I love strawberry, but I'd be like, you do. Mm-hmm. And I like part of me was wondering if it would be anything like the Abita strawberry that I mean, I only had it that one time that you bought the six pack, but that was years ago. I bought many six packs, but I usually take it myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is nothing like that, but that's no. fine. <laughs> now I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So the very top left of this can says six. Says I just noticed that as you six. Yeah. And obviously they've released many more versions of that than but just this is six. the original version anyway. That well, I mean, they brewed a new batch to be released now, is what I'm assuming. Oh, so this is the sixth iteration of strawberry milkshake? Maybe. Or is there six is this their sixth flavor that they've ever brewed? No, because remember all the, the different flavors that I listed. Oh, before? yeah, you said this was 2019. Yeah. So this so is the first, but this is still brand new. So this wouldn't be their sixth beer they ever brewed. Yeah, no. So six has got to be. And if you go on their their website, like they have a ton of different beers. Like I, I, I honestly don't know what the number 006 is is referring to. Do you think this is their sixth logo? Their Maybe, sixth I, can art? I would assume <laughs> it's the, their sixth batch of the strawberry beer itself, like of kick and knowledge strawberry. Because they've done so many flavors in between. They have so many other beers, but they debuted the strawberry in early 2019. So maybe that's how many different batches they had to make in collaboration with Burgerology. Whoa. I'm pulling this out of my butt. I I have no (laughs) idea. I have no idea either. A little disappointing. Barrier Brewing, get at us. (laughs) So yeah, that's the can art. And I'm talking, I must have more sips. More sips. This is so freaking good. Now that I'm getting a little bit lower in my glass, I can see just a, a little bit of sediment. Not a crazy amount. Nothing I'm going to chew later. <laughs> I will say if I had one constructive comment about this mm-hmm. would be that it is a tad too sweet for me. Like I, I'd prefer it maybe a little more mellow on the sweetness. Yeah. But you're willing to compromise and have if, if they tone down the sweetness, that means that it's going to be unbalanced. I feel like this is a very balanced beer. I feel like the sweetness can be toned down a little bit. Mm. Just a tad. But I also understand that sweetness comes from the lactose. So you take away some of that lactose and you don't have it. You're not going to get that. You lose that consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And the texture is pretty much spot on. Yeah. So that that would be tough. Like it's not like I I want to say it's got almost like a it's creamy. It's creamy, but it's not oily. It's got a milkshake consistency. Yeah. Or a chocolate milk or strawberry milk consistency. Mm-hmm. It's got a milky consistency. Let's put it that way. Because obviously it's yeah. not as chunky or as thick as a milkshake. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's got like a, a chocolate milk, strawberry milk consistency. It's just a little on the sweet side. Kind of like when I really want strawberry, strawberry milk, but like mm-hmm. uh, also over sweetened by strawberry milk with the syrup. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So it's tough. But uh, again, I'm. Almost done with this. I've chugged this thing down. Oh, yeah. You're like a third of the way more than I am. (laughs) (laughs) You have like two sips left and I'm done with this thing. This is amazing. And if you can find the other flavors, you get them. Oh, I will. You get them now. (laughs) I want to try key lime. Don't you worry. And I'm going to try coconut. And I want to try. There's no coconut. Coconut is one of the consistent flavors, one of the consistent background flavors with vanilla. Oh, I thought there was an actual coconut, though. No. Oh, okay. 
I would be all over that. I but no, key, I want pink, key lime. I want pink, pink guava. guava. Sounds really interesting. I want, Passion fruit mm, would be fairly mm, interesting. No. I'll try it, but mm. I I know we've been passion fruited out. I've also been really disappointed in things I've had that say just are just passion fruit lately. Tend to be like mm. we got two passion fruit gozas in the fridge. Yeah, and those are amazing. Yeah, but sometimes I have stuff that's passion fruit and it tastes artificial. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I try that. Oh, was it pineapple? There was pineapple. Pineapple. Mango. Yeah, I do want to try pineapple. Creamsicle seems like it. It could. When eh. you said creamsicle the first time, yeah. I was like, gross. <laughs> but now, after actually, but now having after having this it, and appreciating it, and the, uh, that it actually does taste like it ice has cream potential. It might taste like a creamsicle, which yeah. I would be all fucking. And for. Didn't, like, didn't we have a creamsicle? Two roads made a creamsicle beer a while back, and it was okay. Yeah. I didn't, I did not like that one. I actually had it three times. Yeah. Every, we went to that, I think we went there three day, three weekends in a row mm-hmm. and I had it each time. Cause each time I went there, they said they were running low. <laughs> and so I had it and it, it, I did really like that one. I was surprised cause I didn't think I'd like that either. So we'll see. And what this one would probably taste just like a creamsicle, whereas that was just really good, but didn't really taste like a creamsicle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. Okay. I think I'm put off now, by creamsicle. Now you're on board. I've had creams. Here's the thing. I had creamsicle seltzer oh, last no. year. Oh, no. And you know, I do like seltzers. You love seltzer. But creamsicle seltzer was... Uh, oh, man. How do if I put you, it mildly? If you could see the face that he's making. It was... <laughs> it was one of the worst experiences <laughs> I've had drinking something. Was it Polar. Was it your, your? Oh yeah, it was polar. It was oh, it was the normal. It was the oh man, it was awful. It was a nightmare experience, and that's all we had at work because we bought a whole twelve pack for the office, and oh, everyone was God. drinking them, and we couldn't fit more in the fridge until it we was finished. a whole twelve pack. It wasn't one of those like weird like eight packs. Oh no, of it's the, like it's it's sold in twelve. No, no, this is a standard flavor. This is a, they really? sell it all the time. Ew. Oh, orange and yeah, orange and vanilla. Is yeah. a standard flavor, yeah. Orange and vanilla are two separate standard flavors, which are not good either. No. But creamsicle? I will say, Polar has a lot of misses in terms of their flavors. They have a lot of hits, a lot of solid go-tos, but they have a lot of misses. Creamsicle seltzer. It's not Polar's fault that it's gross. <laughs> it is disgusting and should never be made by any <laughs> seltzer company ever in the universe if you're not making it milkshakey as like a hazy beer or an actual fucking creamsicle then don't even bother trying (laughs) what are you trying to make here who's liking this only someone obsessed with creamsicles who can't get enough Ugh. yeah oh i love orange and i love vanilla i'll eat vanilla ice cream all day every day if i could and i drink orange juice every morning you live and breathe vanilla do not ever make a seltzer based on cream. If you are a new seltzer company listening to this, do not even do try. Not. But uh, Barrier, I will I will try your creamsicle milkshake beer because this is absolutely fantastic. And your other beers, which yeah. again, I'm surprised we haven't had anything from Barrier before. I'm really surprised. Yeah. They're an hour away from us. Yep. Yeah. I don't get why we haven't had it. Especially since they've been around for a decade. Yeah. But again, like I said, I don't know how long they've been in Connecticut. More widely distributed, yeah. yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. So I think that's uh, that's all we got for you this week, folks. That's all she wrote. Cool. <laughs> I, finished, so, I finished my beer. You did. I'm almost done. I'm getting there. More, please. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or basically wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandoneopen. Or shoot us an email at crackin1open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> Especially if you're a brewery. Yes. And want to do an interview. Or tell us what beer you want us to drink. Yeah. Directness. If we can find it, we'll drink it. Teach or us. If you, or <laughs> if you want to send it to us, we'll absolutely drink it. I mean, what we're saying is we'll buy it if you recommend it. But if you give it to us for free, we love you long time. <laughs> Just give us some some fun facts, some background, some something for us to talk about. And uh, we got you covered. Well, let us come over and we'll interview you. Mm -hmm. Our pleasure. You got any plugs? <sighs> you know it. I'm on Audible, guys. Go check me out. Michael Butler. I've got a bunch of horror books out. More to come. Mm -hmm. Audible. Just Michael Butler. I know there's a lot of different Michael Butlers out there. I got books like Sour Coffee at Midnight. The Final Girl, all books, all fun, more to come. Like I said, I got like a half a dozen, over half a dozen books on there so far. Please help me feed this young lady right here. And I'm so hungry. Or beer. Yes. No, just more <laughs> beer. No food. <laughs> so if you want to buy her solid food, you know, get a couple <laughs> audio books, I guess. I've also got two podcasts I do that are all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, just like Crackle and Open. I've Woo! got Forgotten Cinema I do with my buddy Mike Field where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about it, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you like the sound of that, check us out. Forgotten Cinema every Wednesday on ForgottenEntertainment.com, ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every Thursday, we put out a fun commercial and we're all over the social medias. Also, check out Two Player Bros., podcast I did with my buddy Dave, where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my buddy Dave as we talk about all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, VR, PC. We have it all. We play it all. We talk about it all. And every other week, join us for a post game presented by Two Player Bros, where we take a deep dive into your favorite new video games, either a new release or a new classic. We'll talk about a little bit about how it was made and what we think of the game, both gameplay and story. Two Player Bros comes out every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts on ForgottenEntertainment.com or TwoPlayerBros.com. Again, this beer is really making me burpy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> and special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Be -de -do 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 -do. <laughs>